0: and roasted Yeah, that's what we do Set them up, knock them down Make that cherry glow Whiskey and cigars The gentleman's cologne Cheers, y'all. Sounds like a party about to happen, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome,
1: ladies and gentlemen, to this fine radio program, podcast, and video extravaganza known internationally Hi, Mom. as the world famous smoking and toasting. Welcome, my friends, to uh, our show where we talk about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand rolled cigars. Love those things. Today's show is number 362. Now, for those was, of you, I was
0: just sitting here doing the math on that. Yeah, that puts us. Uh, like almost exactly at the halfway point to 400. Excellent, that's so exciting.
1: I'm I'm really stoked. We're gonna have a great show today, just because of where we are in the count to 400.
0: I love Those it. halfway points are good good markers, right? They are. It's important to it's important to you know make note of things like that. Fun mm-hmm. fact: I've worked here for the entire time that it's been halfway. <laughs> to <tomorrow>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we like to keep the party going. Thank you, Terry. Uh, on uh, today's show. Uh, number 362, which by the way, that might be meaningless if you listen to us on the radio But what you should know is this show has been around for a while, even before we mm-hmm. were on uh, broadcast radio And so we kind of number our episodes to keep ourselves current in the count, as Ian has shown And this is 362 Today we'll be talking about the best whiskeys and best new breweries of 2023. Oh. You know, lists are a big thing. We'll also go back and revisit Cigar Aficionado's uh Cigars of the Year uh list because when we recorded the show that aired last week, uh it was still actually uh they had released 10 through number 1, but then the following day I think after we recorded they released uh, the bottom, you know, 25 through right, 11. Right. So uh, we'll go back and take a look at that. Some interesting cigars in that. I've already perused that list, so we'll give us uh, a few interesting things to talk about. You and I will both talk about a cigar that we had this week. We will do some testing uh, or some tasting. Testing. Testing and tasting. Taste testing. From testing? from Panther Island Brewing Company in Fort Worth, Texas. Uh, we'll be trying their Allergies, which is spelled A-L-L-E-R-G-E-E-Z. It's an American <laughs> weed ale. And and it's kind of interesting because um, on the can, which you'll see when we get to it, or or maybe uh, Adam will super up the uh, uh, the B-roll here. But uh, when we get to that can, you'll see that they play off both the wheat allergies that some people have mm-hmm. and then the bee allergy. Bee because he has got yeah. bees on it. And the guy looks it's a little good funky and, and stressed out there. Uh, Panther Island, uh, good brewery. We have done, I think, one other beer from them before. So this will be uh, fun to do. From uh, Fort H- uh, North Haven, Connecticut, uh, Timber Ales is the name of the brewery. We'll be trying their IPA called Insomniacs and Daydreams. That sounds interesting. sounds dreamy and maybe maybe a little hazy is what I'm guessing. <laughs> a little uh, and then finally, from Perennial Artisan Ales, you're familiar with them. Ian. I am a big bomber from Perennial. I saw that bottle earlier. Then you roast the mellow. Oh. It's a barrel aged imperial stout. So we'll be looking for that. And uh, also. Uh, We'll be tasting, although it's fair to say it's already been tasted by both of us and I think by Terry too, Um, (laughs) the bottle of Eagle Rare that Ian gave me for uh, Christmas, which is very cool. He brought it. Actually, we did a company Christmas party and we set up the smoking and toasting whiskey bar. Mm -hmm. And so Ian brought this for the whiskey bar and then what was left of it, which was still quite a bit, was my Christmas present. And as you can see... I've not been enjoying it at all. So, so You know how I often... Spoiler alert. You know how I often clear the neck uh, for uh, safety concerns? You, you've cleared two-thirds of the cleared bottle. way more than the neck in this case. So Anyway, we'll look forward to that. And uh, we'll tell you about some cigars to watch for. As I mentioned, CA's uh, Cigar Aficionados uh, Top Cigars of the Year. We'll review that list again. And uh, we didn't get to this in the last show, but I'm really intrigued by it. Sodas to pair with cigars. So maybe we can get to that one tonight. Oh. Craft sodas are becoming a big thing. And, uh, of course, we'll do uh, everyone's favorite uh, portion of the show. Happens uh, in one of the later uh, hours of the show. But it is uh, the thing we like to call drinking news. And so today's drinking news teaser headline is... One final dose of holiday cheer. So we'll have that to look forward to. And, as we often do in our first segment here, uh, we have a mystery beverage. However, today... I'm dubbing it more than just a mystery beverage. Today, we will be tasting... The mystery beverage of sadness.
0: Oh no! The mystery beverage of sadness. Yes. It's very yellow. Yes, it is very uh, Deep very urine yellow. colored. Uh, yes, that's it is. The-
1: <laughs> that makes it so appetizing. <laughs> and it's about this size a cup too that you leave the specimen <laughs> yeah, in when you right. when you go to the doctor's office. <laughs> and uh, uh, you did say you were running to the restroom at the same time you <laughs> said I you did. were pouring. I'm running to the restroom, <laughs> and I'll bring back the mystery beverage. Uh, so, well, I do have to hide the can. Or yeah. a bottle in yeah. in uh, some cases.
0: <laughs> uh so that you don't know what the mystery beverage is that you're drinking. But I you see this, you guys are noticing it. <laughs> yeah. I hate to admit that I know this, but this smells a little bit like um uh, uh orange jubilee MD twenty twenty. <laughs> 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 not a not a huge endorsement there. <laughs> but
2: it does have an orange I <laughs> it has an orangey yeah, yeah, yeah. fruity thing Mm -hmm. going on yeah maybe apple
0: even even on the nose there's a little fakeness to it Mm -hmm. (laughs) i don't know what's happening interesting oh it's it's light it's better than it smells yeah it's definitely Mm -hmm. better than it smells Uh, well it's got an aftertaste yeah um i'll I'll just let you know this
1: is a hard seltzer okay so yeah as hard seltzers go oh i would second sip gets more bitter yeah but I would say as hard seltzers go, the aftertaste is not as bad yeah. as some. Um, right? It doesn't
0: linger. I'm trying here. Every uh, subsequent sip gets more bitter and more whatever it is. Um, it's um It's sour. It's orangey. We just haven't found many seltzers that we actually so, like. No, we? there's not a lot out there that I'm a big it, fan of. Do I
2: taste apple in there? I think, me. I think I think I, like a I little, taste
0: a little apple yeah, in there too.
1: Let me get. Let me bring out the can, and, and bring, bring out explain, your cans, and then explain why this is the mystery beverage of sadness. <laughs> the mystery beverage of sadness. Uh, you are drinking something called Sparkling Boy. With boy spelled B-O-I. It is a craft hard seltzer from Ingenious Brewing (sighs) Company.
0: Ingenious is going away.
1: Therefore, this is the mystery (laughs) beverage of sadness. Before they uh, shut it down, which I, I don't know if they've done it yet or it's about to, but Ingenious Brewing, one of our, I'll be honest, one of our favorite breweries, is they loved uh, in it fact for its weirdness and madness yes, they were so wonderfully weird and i wonder though uh, just to talk about the business side of things for for a little bit i wonder if the fact that they were so wonderfully weird and that they changed their you know lineup like, like these guys don't have like if you think There's of other no core, they, they don't have a core line right. that that is uh, something you always know you mm. can go for. Like with Saint Arnold, you can with an art car IPA or or, or an amber ale, an or, amber or, ale. Yeah. Sure, yeah. Uh, with with these guys, it was always something new, and that was what I loved about them. But unfortunately, I, I'm, it may have it may have contributed to them not being able. Uh, to make it through, but ingenious brewing. We've had them on the show before. They just make have made wonderful beers, and they are it going says, to be so fresh sorely and so clean. Missed.
0: This bright and sparkly craft hard cider literally shines with premium natural flavors and edible glitter. Mm. So mm. does it have a flavor? Is
2: it like apple, grape, citrus, orange, citrus? Just yeah. citrus. Okay, I'm not
0: catching glitter in there. I'm <laughs> hoping I'm not catching glitter. Um. But <laughs> citrus did, flavored did- fruit. Oh, citrus fruit flavored it's it's kind of written in a weird way so they it's... did lyric quote outcast however, which
1: you know again these guys were kind of geniusly ingenious uh, and they will they will really be missed Ingenious. this is our our tribute to you I should have brought on one of your beers but they had remember they had uh, in our Christmas ale uh, show and our Christmas beer show they had that one with the freaky Rudolph it was in a, a, oh, a yeah. tall can yeah that was, that was a wonderful beer yeah. yes. for Christmas uh anyway um So long, ingenious.
0: We hardly knew you. We loved you, but we loved you, and uh, you will be. Um, Yeah, you will be sorely missed. Okay, I hate to not drink during a toast, but this is not very good.
1: (laughs) You know, we we're just struggling with.
0: I'm just not a. I'm just not a fan of the hard soap. I keep trying because I think it would be. nice to You know nice what actually tastes one? pretty good. So I buy um I buy the unsweetened sparkling water mm-hmm. pretty often. Mm-hmm. I, I like those. If you I do just, too, just the regular. If you just pour a little vodka in one of those, yeah, it's pretty good. It's actually pretty good. You don't have yeah. to sweeten it. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do any of that. Just pour a little vodka in it. It's fine, and that makes a pretty good drink if it you does. want something light and. And then you it can totally control does. the you know however much alcohol you want in it.
1: Yep. Yep, absolutely. Oh, I have to share this with you. Rocky Patel. What do oh, you know about that guy? Always an interesting guy, right? He's always, always a guy that you uh uh oh I have to I had sorry, I had to pass the age uh uh request <laughs> the age are you 21? on the uh, yes I am. <laughs> um so so interesting to me. Rocky Patel cigars uh, have now been I like that you been... Have to
0: be there just to get news. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. go
1: ahead. Rocky Patel cigars <laughs> have now been smoked at the South Pole. Oh. that is awesome. Yeah. And now
0: it I see a picture there who's yeah. standing there.
1: Uh, it's not Rocky, uh, but but it is an interesting looking dude and he is in Antarctica and I'll just show this photo. You can find yeah. this You can find this photo at cigarjournal.com but there is the photo of the dude. That's at, you know, In in fairness, <laughs> I did exaggerate a little bit. He's not actually at the South Pole, but he is in Antarctica. In Antarctica.
0: And yeah. smoking Rocky the, Patel dude, cigars. Close enough. That is close that point, enough for yeah. me, my friend. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and apparently uh, Rocky Patel cigars have also already been smoked uh, near the North Pole. That's so Santa. Yeah, Santa's a big fan. He likes the
0: Rocky Patel. Yeah, I know
1: he brought me some Rocky Patel. So clearly, clearly he you know dove into the box and uh, had one for himself. Can you see him taking off the reindeer, doing all the work? He's just sitting back there with the bags
0: of presents, just hopping on a big. I just uh, bought a box of the number six. Oh man! And remember <laughs> the so one good.
1: the one that I had on last week's show that uh-huh. uh, that new one was fantastic. Oh. Yeah, Just Rocky. Really Rocky's still rocking it, man. Yeah. So kudos to Rocky for now spanning the globe with his cigars. It's a pretty cool thing. Yo, Rocco. Yeah. Uh, we will uh, get into some interesting stuff on today's show. In addition to revisiting the Cigar Aficionado top uh, cigars uh, list, uh, we also have a, um, a a look at the uh, we're talking about best best whiskeys, right? And we've got even a look uh, at the ten. Of the best bourbons released in 2023. Don't so we mean with a good time. A lot of, lot of uh, lists to get to. So I'm really excited about that. Cigars to watch for, as I mentioned. Uh, drinking news is coming up and sodas to pair with cigars. A lot of stuff going on in today's show. So I hope you will be uh, liquored up and looking forward to it. <laughs> I am I'm, I'm down. <laughs> like, I'm on it man. Right. And by the way thanks Ian brought our, our show beer. We we often do show beers just you know to kind of set the palate up because we figure we may not get enough to drink during the show you got to lube the wheels gotta, a little we gotta bit. We got to start a little bit, and Ian brought me one of these very, very well, fun. We don't start our pills. tastings until at least the
0: second or third, right? And that's a long time yeah. to go without to a drink. wait. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or with just a hard sell. I start getting <laughs> a, a condition called drangry. That's where like there's, there's There's nothing. There's nothing in my left hand to keep it open. It starts <laughs> to ball into a fist. Yeah, and that's
1: not good. You don't. You don't want right. to have a fist drangry. on the show. It's not. We're not that aggressive <laughs> type of show. Get off my lawn. Exactly.
0: <laughs> so we will.
1: Uh, yeah, as I said, lots to look forward to, uh, and uh, but thank you for uh, greasing the wheels, as it and, were, and thank well, you I, for my Gillies. I, yeah, I got so Gillies. I brought, I
0: brought a few different things that I had uh, left uh-huh. over from my New Year's party, and uh, I have a Hill Country Bach from Real Ale, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. You got the Allstat uh, yes. pills. That was the last one of those, and the last Gillies from uh, No Label over there. Mm-hmm. And then you I got, have a couple of Shiners left in here. Yeah, well, uh, so, it, it's, it's good stuff, and I hope your New Year's party was fun. It was a good time. It was a yeah, good time. yeah, my uh, my, cool. my neighborhood pretty much sounds like Beirut. Yeah, it's, um, it's from a lot about like the twenty second to about the second of every yeah. year. It's
1: still going on down uh, downtown <laughs> that, at my yeah. place. You yeah. you're just you're lulled into a sense of uh, quiet, and then. Bam, 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 bam. Off they go. (laughs) But it's uh, it's all good. All right, we are going to take a break, and we will be back with more. You are listening to Smoking and Toasting. When we come back, Ian will fill us in on uh, a cigar. As we, yep. We'll be right back at Smoking and (laughs) Toasting. Welcome back at Smoking and Toasting. Our show is all about craft beer. Fine spirits and hand rolled cigars. And that awesome guitar tune you just heard. Yeah, well, the, it, yeah. Okay, I'll just I'll just I'll just let it go. I'll just let it go. Uh, thanks for uh, hanging out with us today. Ian uh, is, of course, a fan of the. Uh, Rolled, uh, hand rolled cigar, and I believe you may have one to tell, talk to us about from this I week. I right?
0: do. Today I picked up an Alec Bradley Double Broadleaf. Ooh, Double Broadleaf. The, so that's going to be a little uh, double Broadleaf. Little, this is a very a robust, yeah, very robust cigar. Yeah, uh, and, and, and at that, it was a Robusto at five by fifty. The uh, robust uh, Robusto, a robust Robusto, the binder. Uh, I put the uh, colon in the wrong spot when I put it in there. So it says bind uh, colon R. Um, (laughs) The wrapper is Honduras. The binder is Honduras in Nicaragua. The filler is Honduras in Nicaragua. The appearance on this espresso brown wrapper, some veins, leathery and oily to the touch. Alec Bradley Experimental Series Band. So they have this... Experimental series. This is is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And then a secondary uh, band that says double broadleaf. Uh, The Prelight Sniff on this barnyard and earth fermented hay. Uh, The Prelight Draw. I used a punch. It had a little bit of a tight draw. Um, Dark fruit, creamy, sweet, and woody and tangy leather going on just, just before I even lit it. The uh, initial light on this, I got the sweet ne- Nicaraguan uh, pepper hug right off the bat. <laughs> <laughs> right? it's, a, it's a variation on the Nicaraguan There's, pepper blast. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. The uh, leathery, um, leathery, earthy, sweet, and creamy retrohale is spicy and woody. The first third of the cigar comes in spicy and sweet, leather and earth, all backed by a cedar uh, fount- Fountain? Fountain? I think my autocorrect got me on that one. Foundation is what I meant oh, to say. Oh,
1: yeah. But a cedar fountain <laughs> cedar. does sound very interesting, cedar. doesn't it? Yeah.
0: It just shoots cedar in the it's air. a fountain of cedar. We actually, so like here in Texas, we kind of have that already. The we, cedar pollen We do. And, and when I was younger, I, I had like a
1: respiratory allergy to cedar. Yeah. So when little... the cedar fountains would go off, I would be like all stopped up. It was dense, bad rich thing.
0: smoke, uh, hints of mocha and coffee. retrohale is sweet and cedar, solid ash, uneven burn. The cat the second third of this, riding the same rails as the first third. The mocha and creamy sweetness ramps up a little bit. Uh, the retrohale is sweet and cedar with a touch of pepper, solid ash, good burn at this point in time. Mm. The last third of this cigar, dark fruit and cedar kind of pull forward while the sweet coffee and mocha uh, compete for attention. Uh, right behind it, leather and spices are consistent underneath. The retrohale, uh, sweet coffee and cedar with a bit of spice, solid ash, good burn. This cigar cost me $9.85. That mm. is a premium cigar That's right so- They're my friend, and it had premium deliciousness. I give it a solid five. You're getting exactly what you're paying for all day long with this Alec Bradley. I will be buying more. I love the flavors in this. The uh, price to quality
1: scale, since we're in a new year, we should uh, remind people that it's a one to ten scale, but at five, it means you got exactly what you paid for. So it means the cigar was worth every penny. If you rate it higher than that, it means you wouldn't have been upset if it had even been a little more. You would still would have felt you got your money's happy, worth. Yeah. yeah. And if it rates under a five, it could still be a good cigar, but maybe, maybe a little it didn't overpriced, quite deliver yeah. at the price that it was at. Well, I've got an interesting one, and uh, I have a question for you because we're going to get to mine in the next segment. But um, I the cigar I'm going to talk about today— I actually gave you one of these in your little holiday gift that I gave Mm. you. I'm going to be talking about the Room 101 Muzzle Loader. Have you smoked that yet? I haven't smoked it yet. Okay, so I'm going to be real interested to see if your experience is anything like mine once you actually do.
0: Well, maybe maybe Mm. that becomes uh, not next week because we'll be on location next week, but the week after that becomes that. uh,
1: I would be real interested to see how close you're – that's always the thing when we both – it's happened at least one time where we both – Unknowingly well, so smoked a the times, same yeah. cigar <laughs> yeah. uh, The same week and talked about it So it's always interesting But anyway, we'll uh, get to my thoughts On the Room 101 Muzzle Loader When we come back And we also, of course, will be getting to Some of the big stuff on today's show Which is all about uh, You know, the the uh, new breweries The best new breweries of 2023 And the best whiskeys of the year Now that 2023 is in the rearview mirror We'll be right back at smoking Toast back. It's smoking and toasting. Our show's all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. Things that I can occasionally talk in into partaking of, this yeah, well, no. is a good thing. I have yeah. to twist my arm a little yeah. bit. I smoked a really interesting one uh, this week, and I had asked you about this in the last segment. I gave you uh, one of these as well, because I'd gotten a handful of them and uh, had not smoked them at the time I gave it to you. But I had pretty pretty decent high hopes, because it's the Room 101 Muzzle Loader, Ooh. which is a, a a new cigar or a newer cigar from Room 101. Now, Matt Booth's company, Room 101 Cigars, is known for pushing the envelope a little bit and coming out with some very interesting blends. And so I was pretty excited to get my hands on the Muzzle mm-hmm. Loader. Uh, there's only one size, at least for now, and it's a Gordo. It's a 6-inch six and a 60 ring gauge smoke. It commands it, presence. Yeah. It was packed pretty densely. Uh, but I got a nice draw on it even before lighting it. Uh, once I used the punch cutter on the end, so the muzzle loader is made from Nicaraguan and Mexican fillers with a Nicaraguan binder and a Habano wrapper from Ecuador uh, on the outside of the cigar. It is blended and rolled in Nicaragua at the AJ Fernandez factory, which I did <laughs> not know uh, until I started researching it. where's the AJ with you. Apparently not by AJ, but that is where it's made. Although. I have now read some reports that Matt and AJ collaborated on the cigar, so I'm not sure uh, what to believe. But anyway, AJ was at least tangentially involved. So let's see what they came up with. The prelight gave me wood, leather, and spice, and a sort of a Premonition,
0: if you will, the the prelate gave you wood. Yeah, that this
1: was going to be a very big cigar. Speaking of wood, and uh, and and I'm not just talking about the ring gauge. Speaking of wood, Um, uh, sure enough, when I lit it up, I was immediately greeted by our old friend. Still songless after all these years. Still songless. The Nicaraguan
0: pepper blast. Nicaraguan <laughs> pepper blast. <laughs> yeah. How
1: songless. hard would it be to, to do a Nicaraguan pepper blast song if you, you know I, a musician?
0: i I've got to feel the, the, the I've gotta feel the inspiration. Yeah, then. I
1: understand. I understand.
0: It's called writer's block, isn't it? <laughs>
1: That's what I'm thinking it's called I, don't, I don't believe
0: block. in a writer's block
1: For those of you who don't know what I'm talking about I asked Ian many moons ago If he could come up with a little song for the <laughs> Nicaraguan Pepper Blast Because it does seem to happen frequently In the reports that we do And mm-hmm. he said of course And then he never did So <laughs> we'll, we'll, see how that, we'll see how that works out in the future It's a new year, it's a new day Maybe there'll be a new maybe song Maybe there'll be a new song We can only hope I did have to ask Ian for another song, which you'll find out about later in the show. That's all I'm going to say about it for now. Uh, But it's not the Nicaraguan Pepper Blast song. Uh, The MPB, which we like to call the Nicaraguan Pepper Blast for short, uh, it settled down pretty quickly, though. But what I could tell was that the muzzleloader was going to be a very strong cigar. Uh, This is one of those that would go well with a spicy rye
0: whiskey after a big steak dinner. Mm -hmm. You know, you're
1: just kind of sitting there fat and happy
0: and like... Oh yeah. Sitting there in all your savoriness. Yes,
1: that's exactly right. <laughs> Leather earth and chocolate were the notes that vied for attention in the first third. There was also a distinct flavor of coffee bean that kind of came and went. Nice construction, perfect burn, nice ash, full bodied from the very beginning. This is not a cigar that we're talking about a cigar. Are we talking about a,
0: Oh sorry, go ahead. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's not a cigar that developed into full bodiedness. This this didn't happen, you know. This was made this way. It, yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, second, third, more of the same, but it never got boring. For such a full-bodied cigar, it had quite a bit of complexity. Uh, a note like pine needles on the retrohale, but again, very pleasant. It wasn't. It may not necessarily sound pleasant, but it, but it was. It was just like oh, nice. Uh, something new in the final third. A very savory note of cinnamon joined the party, uh, along with a pleasant nuttiness. Intensity was as strong as ever. Uh, to be totally honest with you. <laughs> Cigar kind of kicked my ass. It, oh well, it, it was really, really big. I mean, in terms of the flavor profile and the and the strength of it. Eat something before you try this cigar. Is what I'm going to tell you. But if you love full bodied cigars, this should be in your humidor. It really should. At six to seven dollars, it's a steal. If you like them, wow. Than. Okay. Yeah. Flawless construction. And maybe better than most other cigars that I've tried at this particular strike.
0: Wow.
1: I loved it, even though it just about knocked me out, <laughs> price to quality, and I don't give this number out a lot. It was a seven. Wow. Now, and Big. Then, now that's largely because it was a six to seven dollar cigar. Right. If this had been, you know, a ten, eleven dollar cigar, I'd have given it a five, you know. But but that's how that's how impressive this was at that lower price range. And it makes me just wonder. How did they do well, it? Well,
0: don't tell people that because then they're going to raise their prices. Yeah, like
1: Oliva did. See, we've been talking about how great it was that Oliva was so affordable for too long, and now they're raising their prices.
0: But you know, they they deserve to. I know. I had to pay thirteen dollars for a hundred and thirty fifth anniversary oh. today. Yeah, I bet it was good. I've smoked it, yet, <laughs> no, but it's okay. always good. You know? Oh yeah,
1: always good. Yeah, uh, Jim Heim was smoking one of those the other night when so I was uh, over his place. He was a he was a fan of that. So anyway, that's my uh, that's my wrap up on the uh, muzzle loader. Get it? It's worth it, uh, but only if you like really big, really strong cigars, because it's not uh, it's not pleasant. Yeah, this is not like my first not. cigar. No, for sure. For very, very sure. So in the um, in the world of uh, whiskeys, but we talk about whiskey a little bit, um, there is a, a, a magazine which is owned by the same people that own Cigar Aficionado, and it's called Whiskey Advocate. Mm. And Whiskey Advocate does their list of the best whiskeys of the year each year, kind of like Cigar Aficionado does with the— uh, uh, with the cigars. Yeah, with the cigar list, yeah. So let me run through some of these, the twenty best whiskeys of twenty twenty three, according to whiskey advocate. Um the uh number twenty was the Ezra Brooks ninety-nine, a twenty-five dollar bottle of whiskey. Can't go wrong number with Ezra Brooks twenty on this list. I just want to point that out, because you're not gonna see a lot of twenty-five dollar bottles on this list. It's uh, that's pretty impressive. At nineteen uh fuji from japan score of 92 and it uh, retails for $70 that's
0: a that's a big discrepancy yeah. in price right there yeah
1: uh, for sure at 18 the teeling wonders of wood second edition virgin portuguese oak a $100 bottle of whiskey i may have to try that i love the teeling uh... yeah uh, double oak, and this is the Wondrous of Wood uh, series from those guys, where they try a lot of different woods and different uh, mm. different things. And this is Virgin Portuguese Oak is the barrel that Fun. this was rested in. Uh, so one hundred dollars, it is from Ireland, of course, and it scored a ninety three in their uh, in their ratings. Uh, at number seventeen, Crown Royal Noble Collection, Crown Royal Noble Collection. I should have read it that way, uh, Barley Edition. It's an eighty dollars bottle. It scored a 93 as well. Are you a little surprised to find a Crown Royal on a this A little list? bit,
0: but I haven't seen that either. That might be something to be interesting enough to, to make me go, I'm going to have to try it. Yeah, at
1: $85, it's 45%, uh, percent, and it's uh, it looks pretty pretty interesting. And and I have not bought a Crown Royal product in years. <laughs> I don't I know haven't. what
2: happened this weekend, but Polly Shore has been all over Instagram with his page and stuff, and he was just sitting there drinking a bottle of Crown and just <laughs> spewing things all,
1: you
0: know. All right, yeah. so, so let's talk about Crown for two seconds. Oh, thank Crown. God, because I thought
1: you were going to say, let's talk let's about, about, about Polly Shore. Shore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's talk about Crown.
0: Go ahead. Crown is not bad. Yeah. well, I used to drink
1: it like Crown and Coke, right? Yeah, yeah, it's
0: it's even fine on its own. Like just yeah. a couple of chips of ice, it's fine. It's a, it's a decent whiskey. No. Like yeah, everyone says it, but you know it's it's decent. Uh, with a score of ninety
1: three at number sixteen on the list, a seventy dollar bottle of whiskey from Ireland. It's the Green Spot Quail's Gate. Yes, Green Spot. Good, that is, is good. Fantastic. Stuff. Yes, really is. In fact, I got a little bit of that left at home. As a matter of fact. Mm-hmm. I have to get to that maybe later today. Uh, at number 15, with a score of 94, Old Elk Port Finished, a $90 bottle, and the uh, distillery is in Colorado. I hadn't seen that one before. You familiar with Old mm-hmm. Elk? Yeah. Okay, we have to check those boys out. At number 14, a name you will recognize, Glenfiddich. It's their 12-year Amontillado Sherry Cask I've finished. seen that. It's I a $55 it. bottle. Yeah. The cask of a Montillado. I remember reading that uh, story in in high school. Oh, yeah, <laughs> but I didn't know. I should have paid more attention because it would have yeah. given me some, uh, you know, uh, some uh, background for this. The Hemingway Signature Edition, an eighty dollar bottle from Indiana and Kentucky, comes we're in just, at. We're just being all literary 13. with the last two. We certainly are. I'm on cask of a Montillado yeah, and to- was a, That was a,
0: that was, yeah. was Poe, wasn't it?
1: Yeah. Uh, Uh, No. Which one? Cask of Montilla? I think it may have been Poe. Yeah. Yeah. I think it may have been. At number 12 is the Blue Run Trifecta. Uh, The most expensive one we've had on the list yet. It's a $180 bottle. It is from Kentucky and it scored a 94 in Whiskey Advocate. Uh, So that's number 12. At number 11, Barrel Craft Spirits 6-Year-Old Cask Strength. Oh. Uh, it is a mixed whiskey from Indiana, Kentucky, and Tennessee. But we've had barrel, we've had barrel reps on the barrel, show before. Barrel makes great whiskey. They make great stuff. It's a ninety dollar bottle, scored a ninety-four. Uh, at number ten, Glendronic cask strength batch 12 scored a 94 mm. it's a 105 and five-dollar
0: bottle and I don't of remember course it, it, it's, it's from scotland do you remember that glendronic 18 that i had that was i do so it was good. really really yeah. good
1: is what i remember uh at number nine a 160 and sixty-dollar bottle of whiskey from kentucky the bardstown bourbon collaborative series four square scored a 94 yeah, and it's uh nice. 50, for a little higher proof, it's a 53.5. That might be good. Percent. I like
2: Bol- Bardstown, just, re- just their regular mm-hmm. you know, $30 or $40 it, dollar yeah. bottle. That's
1: this a good, should, you this know. Would be, uh, this yeah. would be a pretty interesting thing to yeah. check out. Uh, Glenn Morangy, A Tale of the Forest comes in at number uh, eight. Oh, I haven't tried that. I've I had have a Tale not of the Cake. Yeah, we we uh, had that on the show. $102 for A Tale of the Forest, and I am intrigued. We Very should, much uh, so. Maybe we'll go in these on a bottle. Yeah, that sounds good. But I get to pour the half. Noted. <laughs> uh,
0: are you gonna pour it into a, a an oldie uh, container for me I'm,
1: I'm gonna pour it into a sprite bottle That's okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you may remember that you know i was looking for that uh the other day i was in a liquor store and i couldn't find the uh, uh the cigar malt because it yeah. wasn't in a bright green 20 um, ounce bottle
1: yeah <laughs> and it should be <laughs> <laughs> At number seven on our list, doers double-double, uh 21-year-old uh Mizanara Oak. It's a hundred and fifty dollar bottle. It's Ooh. of course from Scotland. And it scored a 95 in Whiskey Advocate. So very nice. At number six, Maker's Mark Seller Aged 2023. Mm. You know, I, I don't have this particular bottle, but I do have mm. a couple of those. Uh, You know, special bottles of Mm -hmm. Maker's Mark. Yeah, the makers are so good. Man, Mm -hmm. it is really, really good. 150 bucks for that bottle. At number five, Wild Turkey Masters Keep Voyage. Oh man, Masters Keep is so good. 275 dollar bottle, most expensive one yet on the list. Uh, It scored a 95. uh, uh, Wild Turkey, of course, from Kentucky. But yeah, do not
0: um, sleep on Wild Turkey. Everything Masters Keep Voyage. Yeah,
1: Uh, I have to admit, I have this next one. I was gifted a bottle of it this year. It's the Little Book Chapter 7 in Retrospect. Somebody likes you. Yeah, it's a $150 bottle. Uh, It's from Kentucky. It's number four, the Little Book in this list. Number three, I'm not at all familiar with this whiskey. The Westland Gariana, number eight. I don't know anything about that. It's from Washington State. It's a $150 bottle. And it looks really interesting, and I'm going to have to see if I can find that. Mm-hmm. That that sounds really, really good. Uh, Highland Park Cask Strength, batch number four, is number two on the list. It's a $100 bottle, Scotland. Highland Park, always good. Yeah. And number one for 2023, according to Whiskey Advocate, the Glen Glossa sand, Sanded. That's easy for you to say, <laughs> I didn't say any of it right. I think Glen Glasse <laughs> Sandin is a seventy-dollar bottle from Scotland, and they ranked it a ninety-five and ranked it number one
0: mm, on number the whiskey one. Advocate list. Wow. I'm gonna have to. So, I will go look for that. Like I, ASAP. I, I
1: wonder if the same thing happens to, you know, things that score number one on this list as does in the cigar world with the cigar aficionado list disappears it's from all really the hard to find. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but I wouldn't mind trying the. Uh, I'm actually very curious about the Westland Gariana, Mm -hmm. uh, $150 bottle from Washington. There's several of these I'm curious about, but anyway, that's that's the uh, that's the list from uh, Whiskey Advocate, and they do know a thing or two about uh, about whiskey. You would at least suppose, right?
2: They are advocates of whiskey, apparently. They advocate (laughs) it. They do advocate
1: for it, which is uh, uh, kind of important. Uh, So you know, usually uh, it, it just occurred to me that usually in this segment. We try our first beer, and I, I have gonna not that to reached for the beer. Uh-oh. Terry, how long do we have in this segment? Uh, we got a little more than a minute there, right. we're, so we're we can see, at least open and pour. How about yeah. that? all right. So we can do this. We can make it happen we're making beer happy from Panther Island Brewing Company this is Allergies an American wheat ale <laughs> it is Panther see Island it's a Florida. funny it's a funny can it's yeah. a, it's a funny can, the the can, can the the can's from, from he just Ortler, looked at it tubs, and yeah. started laughing dude looks miserable but happy yeah. at the same time <laughs> yeah exactly like. so this is a 5.7% uh uh ale and uh what we'll do is we'll start sipping it before we uh, go to break and then we'll come back and tell you a little bit about what we think when the uh, break is over cuz that's after all drinking is what we do on this show. yeah. And when we're on location, we also smoke. But drinking yeah. we do every time. So that's a that's a pretty cool thing. While Ian's pouring and I love that We are no sound, matter what 50% yeah.
0: there. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh man, I love this on the nose already. I do get honey and I do get you can almost tell that it's a wheat ale. Maybe yeah. maybe only because I knew that already, but uh uh mm. No, it's got a little bit of a weedy nose. Mm. Very interesting. So, the sort of strong wheat taste, Ooh. it's there, but it's kind of counterbalanced by honey. I was going to say, I really taste the honey. Yeah. I really taste the honey in there. Mm. All right. We'll talk more about this mm-hmm. and drink more of it when we uh, come back after the break. You are watching and listening to Smoking and Toasting, all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand rolled cigars. Love and those we things. will be right back. smoking and toasting our show is all about craft beer fine spirits and hand-rolled cigars just before the break uh mm. ian poured us a taste of allergies a chill american wheat ale it is uh 5.7 abv and it is uh they say on the can tasting notes honey wheat and gold
0: there are uh a i few really taste wheat the beers gold. that i'm a huge fan of i'm not i'm not i don't hate on wheat beers at all but uh, i just don't find myself reaching for them mm-hmm. um but this is particularly fun. Yeah, it is. Um, this is this is somewhere between like uh, uh, uh spindle taps honey hole, which is a mm-hmm. little more of an ESB, mm-hmm. but has that honey. But this has that weedy character to it. Right. That it, it really is, is very different.
1: One of the better combinations of wheat beer and honey that I think I've I've tried. It's uh it, it, the I, I will admit. As much as I like the dude on the can, it's a little off-putting. Like that, that I don't know that I would look at that and go, "I'm gonna try a six-pack yeah. of this." But, uh, but you should. Get it's, over, yeah. it's kind of funny. Over, Apparently, they in. won
0: gold in 2020 for something written very small. Man, <laughs> if I won gold in 2020, beer. I would put
1: that in like huge, Big letters, letters. It would be huge.
0: Um, uh, tasty notes, honey, wheat, and gold. Mm-hmm. Uh, brewed with local honey from Rogers, Texas, chamomile flowers, and rose hips coming in at 5.7%. I think
1: local honey would be a great
0: band name, don't you? Oh, yeah. yeah. I like yeah, that. I like that. All right. yeah. Local raw honey sounds like a good song.
1: Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Or, or perhaps a porn movie. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh,
0: but there's all also. Come on, that, was, uh, that was a. That was a, <laughs> like, that, that was a Self promotion over my band. (laughs) I got you, and I just completely—you had to turn into something dirty. (laughs) dirty. I mean, I hear you; it's true.
1: Uh, Yeah. Uh, So I really like this. I really like this. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Now, there's a beer for you, right? Yeah, I love that. Um, so I like this a lot, though. This is this is really a delicious beer. And to be honest with you, I wasn't sure what I would wind up thinking of this.
0: It's it's a little polarizing, but it is pretty good actually. I, I'm going in. I'm going in for a little more. Yeah. As
1: you were saying, I don't hate on wheat beer. I'm kind of the same, but it isn't always necessarily my favorite. Although I'm going to bring a beer on the show uh, soon um, that uh, I'll just go ahead and give it away now. I love it. It is from Sierra Nevada. And you know how they do the hazy little thing uh, uh, Beer in the series of that This is a Wheat Ale in the same series With citrus And it is wonderful Wheat with citrus? Interesting, okay Wonderful, I mean it's so good So I'll bring that on the show uh, in one of the next couple of weeks Um, A few things to tell you about Some cigars to watch for Uh, Two of Rocky Patel's newest brands Began arriving in stores uh, last month And I just have to say, Ian it's hard for me to d- be disappointed with your Christmas gift, this bottle of Eagle Rare. <laughs> but I will point out that what I asked for I know where we're was with just this. one cigar. Now, I gave you a gift that was not only a really nice bottle of rum, true, but was also, like, what, four cigars were in the bag? Four? There's that. And I only asked you for one cigar.
0: <laughs> And You got a bottle and, of whiskey. Yeah, I'm such whiskey a disappointment. Instead. Yeah,
1: uh, but the cigar I asked you for, of course, was the Rocky Patel Conviction, which is now in stores. And you know,
0: it's what's on, what's it's, the price point on that? It's hundred dollars. So just <laughs> FYI, that that bottle of Eagle Rare that I gave you, yeah. is when you buy it at um, at full retail, yeah, is thirty to thirty five dollars. Right. Okay. Yeah. But you can't ever find it. So on secondary, it's a hundred dollar bottle. Oh, so what you're trying to say is. It's an there's an equivalency here. I'm just guessing the Rocky Patel man. conviction. So you
1: could have spent fault. that money on <laughs> Look, a man, Rocky
2: Patel cigar it's, and Somehow it's
1: all your fault. Let me work it out. The Rocky Patel uh, <laughs> conviction and the Rocky Patel Dark Star are in stores, and the Dark Star is the one that I smoked on last week's show, and that was given to me as a Christmas gift by uh, Adam, our, our uh, producer, Adam and Sky. And uh, conviction is a one size line with one price, uh, and the Dark Star, uh, it.
0: Uh, It's very, very good. I loved that cigar last week. Oh, man, Uh, I just accidentally picked up that sparkling boy from earlier. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it happens. I did
1: it to myself. The uh, Dark Star is rolled in Honduras and contains a fairly unusual ingredient in the tobacco blend. Um, It uh, is a bit of tobacco that was grown in Honduras from a seed that originated in Paraguay. The Paraguayan seed is uh, that leaf is one part of the filler blend, which also includes tobacco uh, from the Hamastran Valley of Honduras and the Jalapa region of Nicaragua. The binder is Mexican San Andres. All of that combined for a really wonderful cigar. And I have to go get some more of those. Yeah. That, is, that was just I absolutely I haven't tried that one yet. I'm going to have to get out there. Wonderful. And get it. Uh, the uh, Dark Star, by the way, uh, price is around 1050, dollars 50 11 50 depending on what size you have. So it's a premium. But boy, was it worth it. And uh, nice. I will be looking forward to more of those. Uh, all right, we're going to take a break and we will be back. Still more to come in the second hour, including drinking news and uh, some Eagle Rare, which I'm psyched about. <laughs> Welcome back. It's Smoking and Toasting. Our show is all about craft beer fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. and uh, Ooh,
0: dueling cans. It's kind of like
1: stereo uh, can opener there. <laughs> Pretty cool.
0: I'm going to put this out of my way so I don't accidentally do it <laughs> It got you once. It, it, it's kind
1: of sad, actually, that we, I told you it was the mystery beverage of sadness. It, was, but, it is of uh, It is kind of sad that that's your last impression <laughs> of Ingenious, who brought us so much goodness. Ooh, is that can okay? It's, it's uh, one
0: of those where... When you try to pour it, it just rolls down the. Yeah, it rolls down the front there. rolls down oh, it's the It's pink on the can mm-hmm. and yellow now, when it comes out.
1: Yeah, this is really interesting because this is an IPA. This is uh, one from a brewery that I have not. Uh, uh, stand by. Somniacs and
0: house. Daydreams from. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's Timber from Ales. Timber Eals. so
1: we've not had Timber Ales as a, as best as I recall on the show before, but they are out of North Haven, Connecticut, not to be confused with New Haven, Connecticut, uh, and this is their. Uh, Big, uh, oh. their big swing at a hazy idea. Oh, you know what? It smells in a little summer, bit piney. I guess. Yeah. I it smell smells that. piney
0: in kind of a good way real too. Real pi- yeah, in a good way. But oh real yeah, you piney.
1: definitely get
0: the piney, yeah. on the resin
1: on the nose. There, yeah, really do for sure. I, told you, I like got the... a little bit of that in my uh, the, that cedar yeah. note it's, in my cigar, but it it's wasn't piney unpleasant. And
0: floral and a little vegetal and all in kind of a good way. Yeah. Um, mm. I got all of that. What are you thinking? I'm thinking I like it. I don't
1: know how you will. Uh, but the the hazy and the juicy qualities of it kind of counteract that pine. Yeah. And I feel like it comes out pretty balanced. But this might be a little on the um, West Coast IPA
0: side for you. It's pretty well balanced, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I I mean, it's it's
0: got it's got a multi roundness that I wasn't expecting Mm -hmm. in about the middle of the palate. Yeah, and
1: I love the name and the can. It's they didn't. I don't particularly like their typeface, but uh, that's about the only criticism I can offer. It's
0: got a little bit of a, um, a little bit of a piney aftertaste, not resinous really, but piney. But yeah, Um, I think it's it's a little astringent, uh, which makes you want to drink some more. Yeah. I it's like got it. a creamy mouthfeel to it that I really wasn't expecting as well. Agreed. Yeah. And that's the
1: sort of hazy mm. quality gives it that, I think. Those
0: bubbles are nice and tight. Look at that. And the lacing mm-hmm. on the cup is ridiculous. It is not overly carbonated, which I appreciate. Even though so, you see lots uh, of bubbles? Yeah, even with all that. But the bubbles are tiny. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it is it's hazy. Really, it's it almost like, creamy. You know? I mean, it looks like grapefruit juice. But it does have this creamy quality to the uh, to the mouthfeel. And then it has this... Um, In the middle of the palate, it has this kind of robust maltiness going through. It's really interesting. Go ahead and say I dig it. I think it's wonderful. It's good. This is one of those, unlike the very first drink we had today, the more I drink this, the more I like it.
1: Yeah, you're, um, <laughs> you're absolutely right. It does kind of grow on you as you go.
0: Whereas the first sip of the first thing today was the opposite. It was better than the last sip. So Timber Ales out of North Haven, Connecticut. I bet Don't this, know anything about them. I bet this poured straight out of their uh, tap. Yeah. Oh, man. I bet How it's pretty is impressive. This it is, is, It's a, pretty good. I like this.
1: It's dry hopped with uh, Citra and Nelson hops, and uh, they did a wonderful job, I think. Yeah, this, this is, is good. I'm going to give it two thumbs up with a twist.
0: <laughs> I mean, I know this doesn't even seem like it seems it seems pioneer than what you would think I like, but it's so well balanced. I'm digging it. I'm kind of yeah. digging it. Um, yeah. So uh, I guess
1: I guess I just have to say these guys are one to watch now. Mm-hmm. I want to I want to have more from this uh, from this brewery. Uh, so we're, we're seeing I've seen a few articles uh, crop up and. Uh, even a couple of television reports, I saw a really bad TV report on one of the business news channels. I don't remember if it was CNBC, but one of the business, where they uh, talked about the fact that beer sales were down in 2023. And the, uh, the hosts were just absolutely vapid. I mean, they just, <laughs> they could not have been more clueless. They can, did have You a, can see the sunlight in their eyes through the hole they, in the back of their they head. They <laughs> did have a guy on that seemed to know a bit about the beer industry and, and what was going on. Uh, but it's just interesting because the narrative right now is that beer sales are down, uh, that a big part of it's all Bud Light's fault for their you know, getting boycotted. Uh, but what they, what they really failed to talk about is that one of the reasons that it wasn't a great year for craft breweries is because there were just too many of them. The when, it, when everything was expanding, I don't know, it's hard to think about too much of a good thing, right? But right. when everything was expanding, the craft breweries really, uh, too many of them cropped up. They weren't all going to survive. This is the natural process. But it doesn't mean that enthusiasm for craft beer is waning. It means just, you know, ingenious. I'm so sad to see them go maybe there were, you know, too many that cropped up around that time. You know, they, they couldn't just all be supported. Also, well, do
2: you think that if Budweiser was seeing a dip <sighs> in sales, that the people just are like, oh, you know what? I'm just not going to drink beer anymore. Right. I mean, there's I feel a, like that's not the but thing. But there's also even, this...
1: Even Kid Rock, who did the video of himself shooting a case of Bud Light, yeah. was photographed like a week later at a bar with a Bud Light in his yeah. hand. No so yeah, or going to Miller or tell anything. Tell me how to live. <laughs> <laughs>
0: He had a he had a song with a band um, called Monster Truck, and that was the chorus. <laughs> he actually had a band a called Monster, Monster Truck. So yeah, they're feature, It was it was it was uh, Kid Rock featuring Monster Truck, and every time the chorus comes up, it's just nobody gonna tell me how to live. <laughs> well, I, and, I, and the I, band is Monster Truck, and they're from Canada. It's <laughs> well. There you go. That there's a, a, a great, there's a great video out the there whole called, bunch called, called "Why This that. Song Sucks." Yeah, and trust me, it's a really long video, but it's worth every minute. Uh, of yeah, it. I uh, Watch that video.
1: Well, my old thing about Bud Light <laughs> is I don't really care who they have. As a spokesperson, I don't care if it's somebody I agree with politically or disagree with politically. None of that bothers me. The
0: reason that I don't think you should drink Bud Light is it's just not very good. So, yeah. so there's a. So you're, talking about, you're talking about there's too many options, uh, even in the craft beer, because because the explosion of craft beer, uh, like it's 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 exploded and then and then, and shrunk down and exploded there's again. There's always keeps,
1: a reset. There's doing you know?
0: this. There's doing this flux thing, and and like as ingenious would let us like just an example of ingenious. Is that you don't like good beer? Is not the only thing that makes it right. I mean, not only would Ingenious tell us that because their beer is brilliant, you know, mm-hmm. their sparkling seltzer not so good, but uh, their beer is brilliant, uh, and they they're Agreed. not making it. However, um, you've got huge companies that make bad beer, yeah, and they're making it and they're successful, yeah. You know, so part of it is is you definitely have to have you definitely have to have the business sense when you're making it, and then because good beer is not enough. Um, and good beer is a is a great help. You know, I mean, remember when Carbock was getting off the ground, their beer was amazing. Yeah, you know, and that's what put them out there like mm-hmm. that. Um, uh, St. Arnold's here in uh, Houston, one of the uh mid-sized breweries, they're not even a microbrewery anymore. The mid sized brewery great, great beer, and they're still cooking all day long. So you have to have By
1: the way, I just want you brought up St. Arnold, I just want to interject this. We've had it on the show before. But I have developed over the holidays a new
0: appreciation for their Banger IPA. Banger IPA is good, and it's wonderful. I like Banger better than I like almost every other IPA. I I agree.
1: It has kind of become my favorite Saint Arnold beer now, and I loved their Juicy IPA. That was that was kind of my
0: favorite. And uh, now I'm just all about the
1: banger. It's real good.
0: Uh, And so, like, so it's not enough to just have good beer. It's not enough to have a good solid core line. You also have to have some business sense and everything else.
1: You have to know marketing, and and that's
0: a hard thing. Like when you consider, there's a lot of people who can do a thing, Mm -hmm. but there's not a lot of people who can do all of those things. Right. And
1: most craft beer uh, breweries are still fairly small. They don't have large staffs. Saint Arnold has a little bit larger staff. They've been here for a while. They. You know, they've grown to the point yeah. where they can support that. But a lot of craft breweries or craft distilleries are just a handful of people working yeah. there. And so maybe that For the real. brewmaster or the master distiller has to be the marketing person as well. And so that's that's what happens yeah. uh, in some of those situations. But you know what, Ian, it reminds me of the cigar boom of the 90s. Yeah. The cigar boom came out cigars got hugely popular. People who had never smoked them before got involved in smoking them. And then eventually, after a couple of years, the boom kind of died out. But what it left in its wake were a number of people who had tried cigars and thought, I really, really like them, and this is something I'm going to continue to do. And it left behind a market that was much larger. Even once it kind of you know, compacted, much larger, and and gave us much more choice than before. And that's what I see happening in craft beer. Yeah. It got huge. It was the thing of the moment. Everybody opened a craft brewery. They're not all going to survive. But guess what? When the dust settles, there's going to be a lot more amazing options for craft beer lovers than there were before. Well, and there's mode.
0: a difference, too. Like, if you go—if you talk about— um the, the Macro Brews, Bud mm-hmm. Light, Miller Light those those companies, Coors Light, all those. Like, if, if you like McDonald's and McDonald's is the only fast food you eat, that's what you do. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But, you know, for those of us who like, like, I don't buy the same beer every time I go to the store. No. I just don't. I buy, sometimes I buy this. Like, I, there's a few go-tos that I have. Mm-hmm. Uh, But it's very rare that you find the exact same beer in my fridge at any given time because I like different flavor. And even even within a night of I'm going to hang out and have a couple cigars at my house, I might – have three or four different beers. I want different stuff. But that in itself
1: creates a problem
0: for the craft breweries. It does 100% because because now I'm not buying six six packs from this person. If
1: you become a fan of, let's say, a particular line of cars or trucks, and you have a tendency to always want one of those when you're (laughs) buying your next car or your next truck, uh, you create some brand loyalty. I kind of have a tendency to buy the same brand of uh, cheese. There's brands of cheese I True. like. I, mm-hmm. I, I buy those on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. But with craft beer, you're always trying something different. You're True. mixing it up. And that has to be a challenge. You know. But
0: I would say when I go shop, one of the things that I generally do is I'll always grab a standby. So there are certain companies that when I see a new beer or I mm-hmm. see something by them, sometimes in the mood. Founders is one. Like sure. Founders, gets, a new
1: Founders. I buy it sight and seen.
0: Yeah, 100%. And then Founders gets a lot of my money because – Dirty bastard. I mean, because by the way, just for those who don't understand, he didn't just.
1: You know, uh, I'm swear at them. He, that's the name of one of that's their. That's the beers. name of their Scotch yeah. ale, and yeah. it's
0: amazing. Yeah, it is. Uh, and so that's and one that all I reach day for. IPA but, is uh, one
1: of the best session IPAs yeah, ever made.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, so other ones that I reach for, Eureka Heights has Buckle Bunny. That's mm-hmm. one that I reach for all the time. Fantastic. Like, there's there's certain ones that I definitely like repeat buy, mm-hmm. but I always you know I just want to try new stuff. And even even out of that, I might I might go in there and buy the Dirty Bastard and the Buckle Bunny. And the, uh, the 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 Hill Country Bach from Real Ale, which I've been loving a lot. And Shiner. I still buy Shiner, you know?
1: Well, interestingly, uh, you know, I'm talking about Ingenious, which was one of our favorite breweries, and we are very sad that they're going away. But if you think about what these guys did, they tried to cater to that, what you just talked about, yeah. about mm-hmm. there always being something different. What I think may have been one of their um, struggles, was not coming up with something that would become one of your go-tos. Right. Because because think about it. How many more six-packs have you bought in your lifetime of Shiner Bach, one of your kind of go-tos, than you bought of anything you've ever bought
0: from Ingenious. You would Even have to if, right. always
2: buy Ingenious right. different ones every time. And then, and yeah, then
0: then so there a trouble. Like like this bands have this all the time, right? Mm-hmm. So you put out a couple albums and people get used to your sound and you want to do something a little different. Or you take a little right. step you grow and you're a going, little going bit, to grow. Like, you're yeah. going to go in a different direction. And everyone's like, oh they sold out or ah oh, they yeah. got weird. You know, and it's just, it just just means that they went in a direction that maybe you weren't prepared for them to take. Well, you know. okay,
1: so we are we are almost out of time in this segment. But what you just mentioned about bands makes me float a question to you: Which is more brilliant, Fleetwood Mac Rumors or Fleetwood Mac Tusk, the ah. double album that is so eccentric that followed Rumors, the biggest album they've ever done? For you
0: personally. For me personally, I, you know, I'm going to be honest with you on that I, rumors. Oh, interesting! Rumors is so good. I would have to yeah. agree, and it's cohesive. Boy, do I love Tusk! It's yeah, so I weird. Agree, yeah, it's but so rumors weird. is cohesive and how angry it is too. All uh, right, well, like it's brutal. It's brutally wonderful. Yeah. is what it is.
1: Uh, let's uh, take a break, and we'll be right back. It's smoking and toasted. Oh, drinking news is rapidly approaching, my friends. Welcome back. It's Smokin' and Toastin'. Oh, I like that very much. We are so glad to have you uh, here on the program with us. Thank you very much for uh, listening. Ian is pouring the eagle rare, which is a, a sentence that just like, it's almost like a song lyric. You know? <laughs> it just, Ian is pouring the eagle rare. It's like a line it of You
0: don't even need to rhyme that.
1: You yeah, know no, you no. no, you don't. No, you don't. You know, there's some great songs throughout history that didn't rhyme. And and I'll just point out, by the way, not necessarily um, not necessarily I'm saying great songs, but Lionel Richie made an entire career out of <laughs> massive chart hit songs that did not did rhyme. not rhyme. You're right. Now not that a you single mentioned one it, of they them they do not rhyme. Hey,
0: I want to point out that the uh, that the Scorpions yeah. could make words rhyme just because of the German accent. Oh yeah, that, was, that, <laughs> <was> <laughs> that don't rhyme. <laughs> Still loving you. Yeah.
1: Uh all right. So Eagle Rare. Ian, walk me through this. This is such a
0: popular whiskey. Can I tell you how I found Eagle Rare? Tell me. So uh I I was in uh Minnesota and uh we had a whole bunch of people over at my brother's oh. house. And my brother had a whole bunch of really nice like high-end whiskey there. Yeah. But since we were having a whole bunch of people, he like he's like, I don't want people to uh like start mixing my yeah start making uh, uh yeah, my Glenn, side cars my the edition and <laughs> yeah, stuff right. like that right <laughs> exactly yeah so he goes uh so i said okay well, we'll the liquor store's up the corner we'll go grab something it's mixable right so me and my brother walk in there and we grab a bottle of eagle rare it's 30 bucks 28 yeah. bucks at the time 30 bucks we take it home uh take it back to the house and then we open it and try it we're like Holy crap, this is really good. So I started buying Eagle Rare from that day mm-hmm. on. This yeah. Now, this was back before, 15 years ago. Yeah, back before it became a thing. This we, was 15 years ago. You could just find it on the shelf at 30 mm-hmm. bucks a bottle all day long. Um, and then apparently people caught on to that. Yeah. And then people started buying it off the shelf and not drinking it. Uh, uh, yeah. And they mm-hmm. bought it off the shelf, and they said, you know what? I'm going to sell this to people who really want it. And we're gonna jack up the price and call mm-hmm. it a secondary market. Yep, yep. Of course, that's already existed. But so Eagle Rare is $99 on the secondary market. This Eagle Rare 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's stores that I've walked into, like just the other day, there's one in Liberty, uh, Texas, uh, that I walked into, and I'm like looking around, and the guy's like, Oh, yeah, we have that in stock, it's right there. But it's $99. Yeah. I'm like, wow. Um, that's definitely a secondary price. And then the guy acts a little offended that I pointed that out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, wait a second. This is $30 retail. Right. You're selling it at $99. And you're getting mad at me for saying something? Right. Anyway, bottom line is awkward moments. Eagle Rare is a. Badass whiskey. Um,
1: really, this is one of my absolute favorite whiskeys. I'm not kidding. And at and its price I've had price some point, amazing whiskeys that were much more expensive. Yeah, at either. its
0: price point, it's I would one say of the best you, out
1: there. I would say to you that if this was on the shelf
0: for $100, I wouldn't necessarily say it's overpriced. You know, I almost agree with that, but the problem I have is I refuse to play secondary. Mm-hmm. I get I, that.
2: That's like buying a concert ticket that's, you know, I way refuse. overpriced. Yeah, I, I,
0: get I just that. refuse. So yeah. when I find this, and I find it at retail, I buy it every time, mm-hmm. and they usually limit it to one, and that's fine. I'll buy it every yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, it's really wonderful. But though. I refuse so, to play the secondary market because that's encouraging it. So talk flavors real quick on this. What are you oh. getting? Bubble gum. bubble gum, yeah, big I time. Bubble. Bubble, bubble gum, gum. yeah, all day long. And this Cinnamon, may sound although- weird to some of you, some of you people who don't drink, uh, uh, like the the. the- nice upper end of whiskey if you're just doing shots of jack you're not going to get this kind of thing but this has cinnamon and bubblegum all day long yes. cinnamon an and maple bump. maybe yeah there's so many great and flavors a little bit of this. vanilla you, you can, can is a smell bubble bubblegum and taste it mm-hmm. yeah this is a 10 year old whiskey and i'm talking about classic bubblegum flavor like yeah it, and it's a thing mm-hmm. that happens in whiskey um this was brought up the other day when i mentioned it and they were like bubblegum and whiskey i was like oh it, yeah it, this happens in whiskey and it's fantastic mm-hmm.
1: Well, my advice to you, if you find this and they have not jacked it up to a secondary price, buy it. Or wait, wait, no, don't. Leave it on the shelf because you know I might Let's be. Give like, us a call. Might be buy
0: later Listen, yeah. on. if $100 is like a $20 bill to you, buy it secondary. Yeah, you you exactly. do you. But I refuse to do secondary because I don't want to encourage the market.
1: I'm so glad I have this in my cup because drinking news is next so on
0: Smoking a Dust. So
1: good. Welcome back. It's smoking and toasting. Our program is all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand rolled cigars. And I just have to say one more time: this is honestly one of my favorite whiskeys. This is so incredibly good, and it's just so it's so easy to drink, and it's so pleasant on the palate. And wow, if uh, if more whiskey was like this, that would be a good thing. That's all I can say. (laughs) Well.
0: There's a lot of great whiskeys out there, though. There uh, are, yes. You know, instead of instead of spending the money on secondary, man, there's a lot of great whiskeys that are shoot twenty to twenty to forty dollars a bottle. You can and buy, you know what? So many.
1: We're great going to get to some more lists of that in the shows to come of the really really interesting and good whiskeys that are lesser price that are under $30. Well, one
0: day cases. we're going to talk about like my favorite whiskeys that are under that price, and I'm going to lie about every single one because I don't want anybody else to know so they, don't, <laughs> so they don't sell out and get allocated. You don't
2: want that quality house to you turn really, into
0: a uh, $50 bo- bottle. is a, is a $10 bottle, and it's Way better than you would think. (laughs) You'll be like, my favorite whiskey,
1: inexpensive, old number seven, Old
0: Crow. (laughs) That stuff was so bad. It really was.
1: (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, we are so thrilled to be here in a new year, our second show since the holidays. It's time for Drinking
0: News. Drinking News, Drinking News, now it's time for Drinking News. Now it's time for drinking news. A Florida man with one arm said he had a gator for a pet. When asked about his absent arm, he said, uh, I had to take my gator to the vet. Drinking news, drinking news. Now it's time for drinking news. Cheers, all. I love that I never know which voice you're going to yeah. use on that. That's <laughs> so I've got so a fun. small collection, oh, and
1: uh, I need to add more to it. Rowdy gates on that one,
0: y'all. In fact, I, I
1: had this idea. I'll have to tell you about this. You know, I live downtown, so occasionally you run into, you know, if you're walking around downtown, you run into, like, a homeless person who's asking you for money. And I thought what I need to do, because <laughs> I almost never carry cash, so I almost have to tell, usually almost always have to tell them no. But I should keep, like, a couple of $5 bills in my pocket, Right. And when they come up and ask me for money, I'll go, Okay, yeah, I'll give you five bucks, but I need you to do something for me. <laughs> I need you, you to say I had to take my gators. That to the would bank. be amazing. So that's my New Year's resolution is to start doing that. That
0: would be fantastic. Yeah.
1: And I'm sure they would do it. Like five oh, bucks, yeah. sure. Why not? Yeah. If you're homeless five bucks to just say something into yeah, the phone sure it takes sure. seconds yeah. remember that guy that got off it
2: was homeless and he was fa- had that wonderful voice and became famous oh yeah became of like a famous
1: singer or whatever <laughs> he was yeah. yeah he was like he was like had this radio vo- they made him an announcer somewhere <laughs> that's <Yeah>. awesome <laughs> that's absolutely awesome well back to drinking news and only our second show since the holidays here at drinking news we find ourselves still feeling a little bit festive We had much to be thankful for. I'm definitely infestive. Yeah. (laughs) Well, there's that. We had much to be thankful for this Christmas. We were surrounded by family and friends. We exchanged gifts and ate and drank delicious food and wonderful beverages. We got to experience the love and joy that were a part of the season. And perhaps most of all, we didn't do any of that in Florida. But the holidays were a little different for one Florida man. Florida man. You picked up on that cue a little late, but that's a, that's okay. It was still good. I was
0: doing that thing, you know, when when the newscasters yes. have a thing in their ear and they're on location. <laughs> and they always have to take an extra second. Like, Okay, yeah. so yes, we're there's here on location. This, <laughs> there's this
1: long pregnant pause and then they're like. That's right, Ian. Uh, (laughs) That's that's what I was doing.
0: I certainly wasn't slow on the uptake.
1: Well, the holidays (laughs) were a little different for one Florida man. Florida man. Satellite time improved on that one a little bit. Uh, This Florida man who you could definitely say experienced a Christmas miracle gone wrong. Miracle is apparently the name of a Florida woman. Florida woman. All right, we've totally made up for the latency now. That's, that's <laughs> Miracle is apparently the name of a Florida woman who was arrested on Christmas Eve in St. Petersburg. She was charged with domestic battery, which you could also call
0: assault with a festive
1: decoration.
0: Wait a second. <laughs> domestic battery. Isn't that the battery that you put inside your little... Mzz? Yeah. <laughs> that would be a domestic oh. battery, oh. yes. Yeah. I just want
1: to I know what we're talking about here. Now, she was charged with domestic battery, and you could also call it assault with a festive decoration. <laughs> uh, and she spent her a time... Assault with a festive weapon. Her time waiting for Santa to come bail her out of a Florida jail cell. Florida jail. It all started when 20-year-old Miracle... I just love that that's her name. Her name is Miracle Miracle Miracle. Rivera. That's a
0: Christmas miracle. (laughs) Uh, It all started when
1: 20-year-old Miracle Rivera got into a verbal altercation about infidelity. Early Sunday morning, in the bedroom, she shared with the Florida man in question in their home in the Sunshine State.
0: (laughs) Death to all infidels.
1: (laughs) Cops say that the uh, victim separated himself from Rivera and relocated to the living room around 3 40 a.m. on Christmas Eve Miracle Rivera then allegedly followed the man into the living room where he was lying on the couch clearly she thought that he'd been unfaithful so she did what any Florida woman would do or would have done she picked up a Christmas tree and began to strike the victim with it over and over florida
2: christmas tree miracle sounds strong
1: now here at drinking news we can't say that any of us have ever been beaten with the christmas tree but I have wrestled with a tree or two, trying to get it decorated. <laughs> and even then, I've been poked uncomfortably by a few sharp branches. Well, there's that, yes. I mean, there's a reason they call the leaves on a Christmas tree needles. So I get <laughs> it, right? Uh, but what authorities are referring to as the tree battering uh, resulted in the victim sustaining numerous scratches over much of his upper body and arms, according to the police report. <clears throat> Miracle Rivera was subsequently arrested for domestic battery and booked into the county jail.
0: That is a a particular branch of battery, by the way. It is. It's a
1: very specific (laughs) battery. Uh, And she was booked into the county jail where she was not released from custody until around 2.40 p.m. on Christmas Day. She has pleaded not guilty to the misdemeanor battery count. That's the the shaggy defense. Wasn't me. Wasn't me. The size of the tree was not detailed in the criminal
0: complaint. (laughs) A judge has ordered Rivera... But, but it's not the size of the tree, it's how you swing it. That's right. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for coming through for me. I was hoping you would be there, and there you were. Thank you. Don't don't be a size queen, man. It's a pleasure doing the show with you. Uh,
1: the judge has ordered Rivera to have no illegal contact, which I assume means any kind of tree assault, uh, with the victim, uh, with whom Miracle has resided for two years. Is she allowed to be around trees? Well, surprisingly... The tree itself was not seized as evidence. Oh. You know, a story like this makes me thankful. This this is a very
0: sappy story. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Can count on you, man. Thank you. Uh, Sorry, the, I know you're trying to talk. I'm just needling a, a at story you. Like, no. yeah. uh, you got another one. In there. Man, do we need? You know what this show needs? More whiskey. We need
1: a drummer in the corner <laughs> with <laughs> <laughs> totally need that. Uh, totally need that. Uh, a story like this makes me thankful for the relatively peaceful and happy Christmas that I got to enjoy, and it leaves me sad for the unnamed Florida man who found himself on the receiving end of a little. Tor- of a Christmas miracle? No a little torture <laughs> by Tannenbaum. Those of you who are regular listeners know that I am sometimes moved to express myself by writing poetry when I deliver these stories. But this Christmas miracle in particular has actually inspired me to, be, to do something I've never done before on smoking and toasting. We don't know if the Florida man actually cheated on Miracle or not, but no one deserves that kind of yuletide shellacking. So I've decided to sing
0: for the Florida man. Florida
1: man.
0: That's in a different key, so I had to work I that I like out. that key, though. That mm-hmm. works. Uh,
1: so I've decided to sing a little holiday ditty from his perspective to show them that here at Drinking News, we feel his pain. And it goes a little something like this. oh christmas tree oh christmas tree she used you as a weapon oh christmas tree oh christmas tree a holiday aggression she hit me hard i took a fall now you and me have damaged balls oh christmas tree oh christmas tree I should have known, I should have ran, oh Christmas tree, oh Christmas tree, but I am just a Florida man. (laughs) Reporting live from St. Petersburg, where I'm just glad she used a tree and not a holiday nutcracker. Ooh.
0: Uh, my name is Cruz, and that is your Drinking News, Drinking News. That's our time for Drinking News. Cheers, Joe. So I have to admit, that song didn't
1: sound as bad as I was expecting it to. <laughs> that was to. good. You, yeah, you really pulled that off. That was good. Yeah. Nice, man.
2: I love that her name is Miracle because oh, yeah. all I can think of is that there was one time in her life when she was born and her mother goes, I, Miha, you're my little miracle. So I'm going to call you Miracle. Yeah, what and a now that's what her mother you're
0: gonna is going to grow up to make us so proud.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. When you assault your baby daddy with a Christmas tree. My little miracle. Oh,
0: man. This is, uh, this is one of those wonderful things. Before see, what... daddy left, he said, You can use anything as a the weapon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh let me
1: bring you a few of these while we still have a moment left can in you the second. Bring me yes. one of
0: those. I can
1: bring you one of these, yes. <laughs> I got that as a gift, you know. We're a very generous benefactor. Even though he didn't get me the cigar I want, I loved the whiskey. I just have to say. Uh, the best new breweries of 2023. According to hopculture.com. Uh, so they start with, and I don't know if we'll have heard of any of these, but they start with uh, Nashville, Tennessee's Fate La Force Brewing. And Fate is spelled uh, F A I T, like Fate Accompli. Oh, okay. uh, but Fate La Force Brewing in Nashville, Tennessee, uh, it made the list. Brujos Brewing in Portland, Oregon. Is Brujos is B R U J O S. I think it's brew juice. juice. Am I not saying that I right? I think so. Yeah. Brew juice. makes more sense because it's brew juice. Brew juice.
0: Yeah. J O U S juice. Juice. Beetlejuice. from Tinley yeah. Park,
1: Illinois. <laughs> yeah, say it three times. <laughs> yeah. From Tinley Park, Illinois. Flipside Brewing uh, from San Francisco, California. Enterprise Brewing. I have heard of Enterprise. Mm-hmm. Not sure if I've had any of their beers, but rented I have rented their of cars them. for sure. Insight sellers from Copenhagen, Denmark. Uh, so I'm not familiar with them. From Oakland, California, Dokebier. D O K K A E B I E R. And then I believe they spell it out in Korean, but I'm not 100% huh. sure. But very interesting. <laughs> You're not going to uh, try and spell that yourself in Korean? <laughs> Goal Brewing. With a period after the word GOAL, which is all caps, and a period after the word brewing. I can only assume these are fans of what our friends across the pond refer to as football. Uh, from, football. From Austin, Texas. Fast Friends Brewing, uh, Fast Friends I Beer Company. been there. No, well, you and I have been to a lot of the Austin that Beer Companies. That picture makes it look awesome. Though. I know. I'm kind of liking it. Shred Beer Company out of Rockland, California makes the list. It goes way too fast. And Brulahan from or- Oakland Park, Florida. Makes the list as well. Brulahan, some of the beers in these uh, in the photos in this article, which you can find by the way at hopculture.com. Some of the beers in this article, the photos are making me really thirsty. Really thirsty. Tenma Beer Project in Oakland, California, made the list, and then honorable mention went to Elsewhere Brewing, Atlanta, Georgia, Rubens Brews, New Fremont Avenue Taproom, Taylor Beer Company, and Graham Artisan Ales. Uh, so, lots of uh, lots of cool th- stuff on this list. Go to Hop Culture, which is a pretty cool website to be on anyway, yeah. and and check it out because I think you may find some places that you can put on your bucket list for an opportunity to. Uh, um,
0: we haven't tried a beer this segment. Oh,
1: you're so right. And this, this is
0: amazing. You're yeah. falling behind on our our beer trying, our beer right. tryouts, and we may have to we actually got do most of the. We have to, we have time. We oh. have a, well, yeah, we have a minute and a half. Yeah, uh, yeah look uh, at well, this crazy. I can drink me is... some beer in a minute. And a yeah, half. exactly. <laughs> This is already like ready for me to pull. I mm-hmm. usually have to cut this away. So, this is a uh, a
1: big bomber from uh, a Prairie Artisan
0: Artisanal
1: Ales. God bless you. Thank you, Prairie. I don't have a
0: bottle opener. Handy.
1: Prairie artisan ales. It's called Then You Roast the Mallow. So I can you grab us one, Terry? Thank you for uh, for doing that. Thank you. For hey, that. We're, we're on. It's like kind of like we're on autopilot now. <laughs> right. The plane could go down at any moment.
0: I mean, uh, I, I reached into my cooler and pulled out. Well, you don't want to know what that is. Yeah, <laughs> no, I certainly
1: don't. I just saw enough of it to know that I saw enough of it, uh, and that's uh, that's where we are. So this is a uh, a, a Prairie Artisan Ales uh, brew called Then You Roast the Mellow. Oh, it is
0: Perennial a, Artisan Ales, not Prairie. Why did I say Prairie? I get I get those because two. it looks like Prairie. Except I get for those bigger. two
1: confused because Prairie Artisan Ales is also a wonderful uh, brewery that makes all but, kinds th- of crazy stuff. This in is general. Perennial. So we're going to taste this as we go to the break and we will tell you about it when we come back and uh, wrap up the show Hit smoking and toasting this is a good looking
0: bottle too mm-hmm. oh my then you toast the mallow wait till you know this Your horse, you're harshing my Ooh. mallow man yeah we'll be right back it's smoking and
1: toasting uh, welcome back my friends it's smoking and Toastin'. Our program is all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. And I feel like I've made a very things. tactical error on today's show. By not introducing our final beer until this late in the program, I feel
0: like I feel like you would have a lot to say so, about this beer. Barrel-aged, <laughs> yeah. then you roast the mallow. Mm-hmm. Barrel-aged imperial stout with graham crackers, marshmallows, and cocoa nibs. I mean, nope. that sounds like those are the worst flavors I've ever even yeah. heard of. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's called that's called sarcasm, people. So uh, uh,
1: Terry was telling us during the break, our uh, engineering producer Terry was telling us where uh, then you roast the mallow comes from, and neither Ian or I knew that. So Terry, will we repeat that for us? The movie, The Sandlot, when they are in the treehouse or whatever it is, and they're doing that,
2: you know, s- spend the night together. All the mm-hmm. boys on the team are spending the night together, and they're making s'mores. And he's no, you never made s'mores, and he, you know you put the graham cracker, and then you put the chocolate, and then you roast the mallow. And that's what the name of this beer is, Then and You Roast the is. Mallow. That's and like I a baseball you,
0: movie or something, right?
2: Yeah, it's about kids that got together and played baseball. Oh, this, this, I've never
1: seen that. This has a marshmallowy uh sort of top flavor to it that does yes. make me think Then You Roast the Mallow.
0: Yes. This captures everything it's trying to capture, I think. Uh, Perennial and Nails, this bottle is so big and beautiful. Mm-hmm. and i'm sure it was not inexpensive um there's not a lot of information on there other than that actually it well, is most of uh, the time it's coming in at a uh, mere 13.4 percent well, well there you go thankfully we again that's called sarcasm people yeah uh <laughs>
1: you know whenever i uh drop a little bit of uh, cashola on a bottle it's usually something i'm going to bring
0: in and spare this has me. like this is the biggest mouthfeel yeah in a stout that we've had in a long time It, it is,
1: almost it is is you know when you think stout you often think of more coffee there's no coffee here to me
0: to No there's opinion. not a lot of coffee there's super uh roasted um caramel and marshmallow mm-hmm. and that cocoa flavor in the background there is chocolate
1: yes for sure I don't get maybe it, even I, a little graham Yes cracker. a
0: little on the aftertaste graham cracker and the retro mm-hmm. hail graham cracker but frankly this is this is drinkable like burnt marshmallow it is very s'more like yeah (laughs) it is yeah it really is because you you got to figure you know and mouthfeel wise it's only slightly less um what's the word i'm looking for viscous viscous yes it's a do not drop this and leave another something on top of it it will Mm -hmm. never come apart (laughs) but what's interesting is it's fairly drinkable and by that i
1: don't mean the Alcohol content, but, I mean, it isn't super thick. It's not too syrupy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It it, it uh, goes down pretty easily. Um,
0: I don't know about you, but I would put this on
1: my pancakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Well, so my mom used to make syrup when I was a kid, and her syrup was very thin, but I liked it very much. It was just basically sugar, water, and maple. But
0: that's how I grew up eating pancakes was with that. That's so, not the worst. Yeah, uh, so I love yeah. that, actually. Considering what they call syrup nowadays that you buy... Mm-hmm. um you know in the uh in and it the takes four bottles. hours to get it out of the bottle onto yeah yeah, uh, like your like real deal actual syrup is thinner than that yeah and it's way more delicious sir yes but this is pretty delicious as well this is way more delicious sir. <laughs> uh
1: so let's review we had a uh, really interesting American wheat ale the allergies from that was fun. Uh, Panther Island we had a wonderful IPA. I thought that was IPA wonderful. was pretty outrageously good. Uh, from Timber Ales, Insomniacs, and Daydreams. Uh, we did this one, which is the Perennial Artisan Ales, Then You Roast the Mallow. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Terry, for bringing us up to speed on where that came from. <laughs> uh, the Barrel-Aged Imperial Stout. Those guys are in St. Louis, by the way. Perennial Artisan Ales. Which, you got to love that St. Louis, the home to oh. Anheuser-Busch and Bud Light,
0: also has amazing craft breweries. Yeah, take a sip love of it. your uh, Eagle Rare there. Now no, I can't. I'm sorry. It doesn't it doesn't brutalize the eagle Rather, Eagle roaster comes through with the cinnamon and the bubblegum. Uh yep. but it does it does leave it a little bit um more uh, uh mineral watery. However, when you go back to your uh uh then you toast uh, then you roast the mallow, um, it brings out a lot of graham cracker in it. Yeah, it it it's a very interesting juxtaposition.
1: Mm. Mm-hmm. Like much more graham cracker on that uh on that. Wow. Well, Ian, this is really delicious. I'm glad we got a chance to go over this and uh, enjoy these things together. I want I to remind cute. everyone that next week's show, we will be on location. Mm-hmm. We're going to be at North, el, of, north el, of Houston, yeah. El Cuerpo. El Cuerpo Roto in Old Town Spring. And for those of you that don't speak Spanish, I will let you know that El Cuerpo Roto is Spanish for the Cuerpo Roto. Correct. Yeah, correct. correct. All right, so, wonderful. Now, so, I know. now that we've cleared that up, what is El Cuerpo Roto? No idea. Really? No, idea. so we're walking we'll have to research that. So we could no, we this, into this place is going
0: to be one of the most interesting places we've been to Ooh. with one of the most interesting ladies we've had on the show. This is going to be super fun. I can't wait to do it. We'll be in Old Town Spring just north of Houston and we're going to have great cigars in a cool room and it's
1: next week's show. We'll see you then. Have a wonderful week, my friends. Thank you for uh, smoking and drinking with us. We appreciate it until we meet again next week. Cheers, Cheers
2: y'all. y'all so soon
1: <laughs> it's so a-